0: pie. Today's episode is brought to you by Sake. Not any one particular sake, but just sake in general. In fact, the show that you're about to listen to, our, our wonderful guest is a fellow Eduardo Dingler. He's standing here with me right now. This is after we've recorded the show and you'll hear him talk about the amazing Sake Bar at Morimoto Napa. And so I was so taken, I'm here and I've had a wonderful night and I've been drinking
1: sake. Chad, it's always a pleasure to have you and your wife over and thanks for having me on the show. I had a blast to wait till you guys listen to this. Outstanding. We cover anything about sake and a bunch of other fun things in life. But uh, always a great host, host and pretty excited to
0: be here. Well thanks. It's wonderful to be hosted by you. I hosted you in the studio and now you're hosting me at the Sake Bar. It's been wonderful. And not only do you talk about sake, we talk about your background, and food and wine, and being Napa's sharpest dresser, which you <laughs> are not disappointing here tonight. Looking good. This pocket square is perfectly pressed and presented. I mean, you guys were coming at some point. I had to dress up a bit. <laughs> Wonderful. So you got to visit Eduardo here at the sake bar. Also, you got to visit me at Jud's Hill Winery on the on the south end of Silverado Trail, in the beautiful Napa Valley. Visiting information is at Judshill.com. And uh, while you're online making your appointment to visit us, you can also check out our quirky videos, poetry, wine and food pairing recipes, and of course, wine. Put some wine in your shopping cart, and as a perk for being a listener, if you type in coupon code in lowercase letters JNVS, that stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show, JNVS, get 15% off your entire wine order. I know what a deal, That's, right? Like, what a deal. You can also join our wine club, which I am confident is the best one you could ever join. Tons of fun, lots of perks, great wine, good times. You're going to get a better deal than that. And if you want a more fabulous time, you can join me and, and we'll, we'll come together. We'll come see Eduardo at the saki Bar.
1: Absolutely. And drink some uh, Judge Hill Petit Syrah at Morimoto in Napa as well.
0: <laughs> there you go. Eduardo, thanks. I'm looking forward to folks hearing you in just a brief moment on this show. And all of you listening, enjoy the show. Cheers, guys. Camp Kanpai.
2: Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkle Fun. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Jud's Napa. Jud's Napa Valley. Jud's Napa Valley Show. And now, live from KVON 1440 in the Napa Valley, and streaming live online across America, from the islands of Hawaii and north to Alaska, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. And here's our host, the greatest winery proprietor and ukulele player in all the land, Judd Finkelstein. Well, good morning,
3: Lauren Mole. I'm glad to know that you finally have figured out really my place in the world. Did you say the finest, the greatest? Yes, I did. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) You're really too kind. Yeah, so it's good to have you back, Judd. Yeah, yeah, we missed last week. I forgot what happened. I think it was a little summer vacation. Was I somewhere? It's all a blur. Summer goes by so quickly. I can't remember. Actually, yes, we were out of town for a couple days. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for not walking out and finding another gig. I sure appreciate having you on the show. What's going on in the world of Lauren Mole?
2: Well, I have to say, the 4th of July parade this year was an absolute success. Yeah, you guys were great. Well, we, we were. I know. I know. You're telling
3: me I'm the greatest. I'm telling you you're the greatest. We're going to hug pretty soon. It's fantastic. <laughs> so tell me, what were some of the highlights of the parade? You got to sing. You were on the uh, Terry Bradford Community Chorus Float. That's right. Huge flatbed truck with several dozen singers.
2: That's right. Parading down the streets of Napa, singing your heart out. It was quite a spectacle. It was. Tell me some more. Oh Well, well uh, for those that, that did not go to the parade... Let's see, we sang uh, America the Beautiful, uh, Your Grand Old Flag. Hang on, I'm 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 trying to remember. Let's see, America the Beautiful, Your Grand Old Flag, This Land is Your Land. Let me think. I was about to say happy, but that's what you sang last uh, no. year. No, no. we 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 also sang, uh, let's see. Oh, and Living in America. Oh, yes, yes, the by, classic. By
3: James the Brown. The James Brown, absolutely, man. That was cool. You got a little funky, did you?
2: We did. <laughs> we fantastic. got down and funky. <laughs> that's Mr. Lauren Mole for you. What's coming up? You got anything? Well, I'm happy to say that on August 8th, we're going to be singing the Star Spangled Banner, this time for the A's. Oh, no kidding.
3: Oh, really? Nice. You'll be out at the stadium. And this is through Everybody's a Star? It is. Let's talk about that for a moment.
2: Sure. Everybody's a Star is a nonprofit organization based out of Sonoma that helps uh, special needs individuals showcase their talents in special broadcast quality music videos.
3: And, and you get to do these fun events like go to sing National Anthem or take me out to the ball game. You've done the Giants... More than once. You've done the A's more than once. You've done the Warriors, I think, more than once also, right?
2: I think so, yeah.
3: And then you also get to go to a lot of really cool events. You got to go down to San Diego area, and you emceed and sang. Really cool, man. You're having way too much fun. I am. Good for you. Let's get the website. That's what I
2: wanted to say. Oh, sure. It's www.everybodystar.org. And you can find out more about this great organization and also see Lauren Moles' music video. That's right. And I must say real quick that the website has been totally redesigned. It's got a brand new look, and we also have a new logo, too. Oh, wow. So yep. people can go to Org Right. So and check it out. Yeah, you'll have to see it for yourself. Good. So, yeah, so what's been going on with you, Judd? How was your uh, week off?
3: It was nice. It was nice. It's always busy. Summer, always running around, which is fun. The 4th of July was great. I really enjoyed the parade, and seeing you in the parade was a highlight for sure. I... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to take up too much time. Things have been good. Things have been going really well. I do want to mention a couple things that are coming up. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. We have had several folks from the Lucky Penny Productions here as guests on the show. And they have a production that is starting this week. And I want to give them a a little plug. It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's their first kids program. Communities kids are learning how to put on a show uh, from you know a professional production company, which is fantastic. Some of them are veterans. The kids even have been in... getting tongue-tied. I'm so excited. Some of the kids have been in... Just their, take your time, John. Thank you very much. Slow it down. <laughs> have been in their previous productions, and some are new to it, and I hear it's going to be spectacular. This is a kid-friendly show. The whole family will enjoy this production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It starts this coming weekend and then plays next weekend as well. For information and tickets, luckypennynapa.com. Now, my band, the Mike High Gents, is going to be playing a family friendly show this coming Sunday. So, in fact, I already know some folks who are going to go see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory matinee and then come to City Winery here in downtown Napa to see my band, the Mike High Gents, play our old time Hawaiian music. Which that starts at 6 p.m. at City Winery. It's a family fun show. Starts kind of on the early side, 6 p.m., goes only till about eight. Hawaiian music, food, drink, dancing. It's gonna be upstairs. They're gonna clear out some space so people can dance, play games, do hula hoops. It's only ten bucks to come if you're an adult. And if you're a kid, fifteen and under, it's free. Not bad. So do the double header. Come out to City Winery. On Sunday, tickets can be had at the City Winery website which is what is it it's citywinery.com slash napa or you can go to Judshill.com and look on the events page really quickly if you want to see the mykai gents also after that on july 31st Palooza at oxpo that's also free from six to nine out on the river deck just come hang out it's not totally our show But we'll play a few songs, and anybody who has a ukulele can come and play some songs, and we'll kind of anchor the evening. Then the next night, we'll be at the Judd's Hill Lobster Luau Wine Fest, August 1st. And all that information, Judshill.com, Go to the events page. Whew. A lot to talk about. And we have a guest who has so much to talk about, and I have so much I want to talk to him about. Let's get to it, Lauren. Sure, Judd. A palo-refined as Leonardo. Hold on one second, one second. A what now?
2: A pallet refine. Oh, pallet!
3: Sorry, sorry. I, I just wanted to know what we were talking about.
2: A okay. pallet. Okay. Sorry. Okay. okay, take two. We'll fix that in post. Okay. A pallet refine as Leonardo and drum skills to rival Ricky Ricardo. He's become quite the food and wine mingler. This dashing young man, Mister Dingler, but his friends they call him Eduardo. Hey,
3: Eduardo <laughs> Dingler. How hey. are you, sir?
2: I'm w- great. Great. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the happy. show. Yeah, welcome, Eduardo. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Lauren. Uh, just very excited to be here. It's, I just have a big smile. I could not wait. Well, I'm the, all gi- jiggly.
3: Well, you always have a big smile. I've known you a long time. Let's, let's let us folks know who you are right now. Currently, you're the... This is very impressive sounding. You're the corporate <laughs> beverage director for the Morimoto Restaurants. And you're based right here in Napa, and, the Morimoto. But I've known you a long time. You have been part of this Napa restaurant community for how long? I mean, I, it seems like... Wow. It seems like I've seen your face for generations, but it's not that long. You're not that old and I'm not that old. But <laughs> but but really you are part you or have been part of the Napa restaurant scene for a really long time and you're a very recognizable figure. And it's that smile. It's that smile oh. that does it. I remember that from the first time I met you till now I've never seen you without the smile on your face, except one time.
1: What time was it?
3: That? that was earlier when I was looking up some information about you b- before the show. <laughs> And, you know, you put a name into Google, and not only did some articles come up, but some pictures. And there was a picture of you in your stylish frames. You're always known for your stylish eyewear and your look. And you looked very, you know, GQ, very stylish, uh, holding a glass of wine. And you had this very, like, serious (laughs) contemplative look. And you're kind of looking through the glass at the camera kind of seductively, like, Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's something i've never seen him without a smile on his face but it's a it's a it's a striking photo sir don't be fooled by the
1: photo it's no. it's always fun <laughs> especially <laughs> when you hang out with uh, with people like you that always brings up a smile out of people well let, let's let's
3: talk let's get to know who you are i think a lot of folks in the napa community maybe if they don't know who you are maybe they don't know your name but they've but they've seen you for years and years at various restaurants around the valley and i know people just look at you like oh there's that guy, I know him. He's cool. He's always smiling. <laughs> but what's your background? You are originally
1: from Mexico. Yes, I was uh, born and raised in uh, northern Mexico, in Torreon, mm-hmm. which is uh, sort of a middle of the desert, middle of the country uh, city, now approaching the million uh, people in the population. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I I, grew up there. Um, I naturally migrated into wine country since uh, the oldest winery in America. It's right outside of the city. It always captivated me. And... There was always a little bit of wine between my grandparents or, or uh, somewhere here or another. So it, it always captured me between uh, wine and the, the hospitality industry. So your family, grandparents, they were making wine in Mexico? Uh, more on the basement sort of okay. level. <laughs> but uh, coming <laughs> Why from, not? Uh, from Italy from some part of them and uh, just, just following traditions.
3: Okay, so you're of Italian
1: heritage? A little bit of Italian in the mix, a little bit of Dutch. Okay. As well, and uh, just all confusing. You don't you don't want to see my house. It's <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, you know. Well, the Italian part's very interesting. I've never met anybody that I re- can recall of Italian heritage whose grandparents or they themselves didn't make wine. I mean, it's just part exactly. of the culture, it's embedded in the, yeah. in the genes. Okay, that, so yeah. that's where it, that's where it started out as a kid in Mexico with the Italian a lot grandparents.
1: Of mm-hmm. In in a, in a lot of way, and and just just having that always curiosity about. Uh, wine and everything had to do with it and and, uh, just having people at your home and and the hospitality aspect to it and pairing it with food and just always captivated but that little little thing we call socializing. So what
3: kind of uh, scene was it at home in Mexico where the wine was being made in the basement and it sounds like your family was... Hospitable was there a lot of cooking going on in very very
1: very bigger family uh on my dad's side on the on the and the side there was thirteen brothers and sisters, so oh, there was wow. no shortness of fun. those <laughs> summer vacations to uh, the beach in Mazatlan It was eighty people running at a whole hotel and <laughs> oh hanging out for a week. There's nothing like it. We're actually in the process of planning one close and doing a reunion oh, wow. uh, on my mom's side it was it was uh just as as, as large uh, on on uh personalities i should say mm-hmm. about uh Six uh four uh uncles and aunts, and then a lot of kids after that, and just those reunions just always were part of the weekly basis Well I really miss getting together on a, every Sunday and just everybody bringing some food and meeting at somebody's house and just having friends your 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 cousins became your best friends at that point and yeah uh, a lot of fun.
3: what a scene that must have been. did you have a specific task at these things, like were you the guy that Poured the wine or whipped <laughs> up know, a certain at, at dish? At that point, or... there,
1: was, there was no no much of that. It was just pure enjoyment. <laughs> okay. It was just kicking a soccer ball or sitting down to eat and running around the house and doing fireworks and little things like that that we got in trouble for.
3: That sounds fun. How, how did those get-togethers influence where you are now? It sounds like that's where the seed was planted.
1: Exactly. Just, just having that, uh, seeing my grandmothers and or all my, my aunts and uncles and my, my parents themselves Putting together these events and just making them very exciting, just just gets you going, mm-hmm. just light the fire.
3: That totally. that makes sense. So how did you decide that the hospitality service, you know, food and wine, was going to be your path? How did, how did that come? You to
1: know be? that that I didn't really um, feel like it, it, it was uh, I, until I mean I started doing it at a, at a young age. I started working at a local little restaurant in Mexico growing up, and I, it was like a weekend thing, and I really enjoyed it, and then. When I moved to Napa, obviously, naturally, I graduated to, towards restaurants. Uh, my first major was psychiatry. And oh. I, I, I tried to pursue it for for a while, until I realized I had the best wor- job in the world, being <laughs> at restaurants. Yeah. And uh, as, as it happens for a lot of people, you just get captivated by it and, and shifted towards. I I left the, that path. I, I started it and then left halfway. Did and you start med school? Not med school, no. Oh. I, I did a lot of uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. And, and all kinds of sociology classes and but you were on that path too. I wasn't the path yeah. I really enjoyed it but then at some point I said what am I doing this this <laughs> is what I really love to do I get to see people interact and yeah. and enjoy it and it, it happened and yep here we are uh, 15 <laughs> years later after I moved oh, into Napa
3: okay so 15 how did you get to Napa uh, what brought you here? Napa
1: it was mostly uh, a matter of, of family mm-hmm. and and the, uh, the whole collective effort of moving here uh, my dad um, he, he was a vet in Mexico and uh, at some point in his career, he was invited to LA to open a, a, a vet shop with a friend and move into other uh, factors. Uh, he was v- going uh, back. V- veterinarian. Veterinarian, yes. Okay. Kept going back to Mexico every couple months, obviously, to see us. And then one day he saw one of his neighbors growing up and he said, hey, I'm, an, I'm up in Napa, you should come and visit. So my dad came uh, as a weekend thing and really just fell in love with Napa. Oh. And he called and he said, hey, this place is amazing. We we've, we've found an amazing place. I don't know if, if it's interesting, and that uh, just naturally I jumped and I said that that's that's that. There's wine, there's <laughs> food. There's, it just seems to be a great community, and we we migrated here. As that's a lot of people. That's have. fantastic! Wow, yeah. so that was
3: 15 years ago. Yeah. And so your so your family's here now.
1: Yes, my parents are here. I'm very lucky, and uh, they help out a lot with everything.
3: We and the 80, which by this point is probably 100 and something, other cousins and nieces and nephews and all that stuff were. They, they, s-
1: they are all over the place, some in Europe, some in uh, all over Mexico, cu- a couple in New York, a couple in Texas. Oh, wow. However, uh, this week I, we got really, really blessed and happy that some of my uncles came over and a cousin, and they wow. actually live in this morning. They were uh, I got to say bye before they left, and they're just doing a, a road trip through the U.S. and Oh, fun! With no, no time frame, and that's how my family rolls.
3: And you, you are a connected guy with family, with friends. You seem to like to be in the middle of it. All right, so you come to Napa, it's 15 years ago. And your first gig is where? I the first time I think I met you, uh-huh. you were at Treviniere in Saint Helena. That
1: was one of the first ones. I that wasn't the first. Where where did you no, start? No, you know I, I started at a couple places. I uh, I think the most memorable would be uh, Mrs. McDonald's breakfast place right on the oh, Solano yeah. sure. and Trancas. Uh, just very cool little place. Uh, a lot of heart into it. And then I went uh, briefly to Via Corona uh, on oh. Trancas. And then from there, I went to, um, I, if I don't recall wrong, uh, Don Giovanni, mm-hmm. and in between there, I was at Frankie and General Luigi's as well, uh, long lived in, in Yonville. Yonville. Yeah. Went to, from Don Giovanni, I went to bellarte Arte. And okay. uh, Trevina for a few years. So uh,
3: Trevina wasn't even, I mean, this is already way down this the road. Is a That's a the first time the I road. met you, okay. okay.
1: Yeah, which I, I really enjoyed my, my my run there. And then uh, Kelly's Nova Day's Cafe, which was quite memorable with Kelly Novak. And uh, from there, uh, I always love that place. Yeah. Uh, what?
3: W- <laughs> okay. Well, she's a great character, but it translated to the restaurant itself. I mean, I just love going in there, looking at the strange things on the wall and the kind of risque postcards she put all up, over, and the the, place. the music was was always what's a good way to put this? Interesting is too broad. Uh, eclectic but and eclectic pushy and, and and sometimes a little risque as well. Like absolutely. if you actually stop to listen to the lyrics, like wait a minute. Is this really playing in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
1: which claimed to be somewhat family uh, oriented but uh, not with her uh her fun personality behind the open kitchen yeah
3: yeah we're, yeah no i remember you there as you were a waiter there yep That's no right. shortness of fun mm-hmm. definitely all right and then where
1: and then from there um went to uh actually from there is when i went to Trevigna, and then michael Gallian, who i had worked with originally at don giovanni he found me there. He said, we're opening up a place in Yonville called Cantina Tapiero. It was short-lived, yeah, unfortunately, but a lot of, a lot of love went to that place. So we went in there, and then from there, we went to Morimoto. And, uh, yeah, it was... As a team, you and Michael together. As a team, yeah. I got really blessed to have a mentor like that, and, and uh, he brought me over. He believed in me, and we opened uh, five years ago, actually, this week. And uh, we've been there the sh- fastest and most fun five years of our lives. I can imagine that place is hopping it's a
3: lot of fun and that must be that must be a tough job I mean it's always busy it's high energy it's got this very urban feel to it you probably have some very well most restaurant people have very late nights but this seems to really attract sort of a late night
1: this does actually uh, luckily and you're not burnt out you've
3: you're still smiling.
1: I, I, it gives me energy. That place, it doesn't really feel like work. It feels like energizing, like when you're just cranking the little car when you were a kid, and it yeah. keeps going. <laughs> that's how it feels. It's, it's a, an ongoing ball of energy to be there, and um, I don't know. It really translates to that cliche uh, word that says, if you don't, if you enjoy your job, you, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And that's how it feels. It's a lot of staff, hundred people back in front of the house. And a lot of guests we see. I mean, and upwards of 400 people on a weekend night, and uh, on top of that, the launch. And but it, it's it's exciting. The team is is amazing. Uh, what what has come together a lot of people since day one, and it's it's we're always busy with new projects and new new things jumping out. So it helps our ADD and our OCDs and all those letters.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Never gets boring. Mm-hmm. So what's your role over there is the corporate beverage director so you're in charge of tell me i know why so
1: yeah right now I, I oversee six programs and we're it's about to be 10 close uh, Within a year, if not a couple more.
3: Meaning what? Different restaurants that you actually... Yes, opening
1: new ones. so my main main focus here is Napa, and I I serve a role almost as an AGM. I am the AGM and also oversee the beverage. General manager. Assistant, you got it. Thanks. And then from there, I oversee a couple properties, all at different levels, but I I oversee the whole beverage, uh, Maui, uh, Waikiki, Mexico City, South Beach, and Chicago for now. And then we're about to open a few of them. We're... About to embark on a global trip to uh, Toronto, Thailand. Uh, actually, the closest opening is going to be at Disney World in Orlando. Oh. A fun, big concept. And then we're going to do a couple in the Middle East. We're going to do a Qatar and Dubai. Okay. And then from there back, we'll come back to Las Vegas to finish that round of openings. Wow, man. Yeah, which wow. is it's a fun, fun little marathon.
2: Yeah, it yeah. seems like you're hitting the jackpot. I know, uh, it's something,
1: but I uh, know it's fun to go in and training and getting places going and getting to meet staff and I don't know, just uh, the whole thing is captivating, pretty fun.
3: All this travel you get to do.
1: A little bit, yeah, That's here and incredible. there and, and some uh, just checking up on properties. I just came back from Maui a, a week ago and it was, it was great to have seen what the place has, has come to in a year and a half and how it's progressing and how the people really enjoy working there. It, it's, it's very different. I would
3: imagine when you open, and especially in other countries, you mm-hmm. have to—I don't know. You tell me if you have to or not. But with Morimoto, it's—it's it's a Japanese restaurant. Are mm-hmm. there—are there other cultural considerations you have to uh, take absolutely. into account the way you present? Yes, the Japanese we, we cuisine do. is different here than you might present it somewhere else in yeah one country, thing or? that's really
1: fun about chef's cuisine is that the sushi is very traditional and sushi is sushi right yeah but on the other part of the menu which as you know it's an extensive menu it's like a book mm-hmm. chef gets to play with it's like japan meets the rest of the world in a way and it, depending on the on the property that we are we get to incorporate some of the local things and when we go out to another country like mexico we got to incorporate some mexican dishes into his cuisine and put them together and uh like I don't know, tuna tacos and things like that that are pretty fun and playing with Mexican sauces. And Chef has no shortness of, of going out and embracing a culture. And I try to do the same, which is big big shoes to fill. I try to do the same on the beverage program and incorporating local uh, ingredients and cocktails and spirits and wines and whatever it's it's available. So it's, it's pretty fun.
3: That sounds really exciting. Mm-hmm. You really get the cultural experience when you Absolutely. have a job like yours. As much
1: as we can, definitely.
3: Now, another title that you have is Sake Ambassador.
1: Yeah, sake is something that we got involved I mean, uh, years ago going to mom and pop's little sushi places. But when we opened in Morimoto, we really got a thorough education and got to explore different layers and, and styles of sake, which are pretty fun. We got certified. There's five of us actually, seven uh, certified in Napa, stemming from Morimoto Napa. And, uh, certified d- as, as in sake professional okay. it's a course that you take with uh, John Godner who's a, a a guy that went from um, a, from the US went to Japan in the 80s learned everything about the culture the process of making sake everything you want to know Japanese and now he his job is to go around the world and, tr- and train people and get them certified hmm. it's a three-day process with a extensive test so uh, we, we passed and uh, we really enjoyed it thank you <laughs> And uh, from now on, we're we're we consider I, I really consider myself a sake ambassador, and I do uh, several things to help. We do a sake show, which is a live stream with Tootsuite monthly. We are now filming it at the uh, Morimoto. So
3: this is something people can tune in and watch you Absolutely. talk about sake. And
1: yeah, and it's it's not as serious as it sounds. It's really fun. <laughs> we bring different people. I I really hope you can join us next month. I'd love to. And we we talk about Thank sake you. from different levels. I mean whether you've never heard of it before or you have had a few of them, and we do some pairings. Often we bring different chefs or our chefs in-house, bring some dishes while we're tasting, and we get to pair them, and just really, really at a casual level and enjoying it and uh, to have people join us from
3: all different areas. It's just pretty fun. That sounds fun. You guys opened a sake... We
1: call it a sake bar, a sake tasting area. Yeah, the official front. name is, is Momosan Sake Bar or Bar, mm-hmm. where we uh, incorporate sake, we do chochu, we do Japanese spirits. Oh, yeah. We do, um, mo- more than anything, it's an education. Because mm-hmm. we believe that when you go eat somewhere, a lot of the times it's leave- what you live with that, that just got embedded in your in your brain. That It's like, wow, that was an experience. So here it's learning about Japanese spirits and pairings and just get to enjoy them. And then leave there and say, wow, I learned something. Whether I learned I don't like sake or I learned that I now (laughs) love sake. But wow, that was fun. And I'll remember that for a while. And that's what we're doing. It's a small little place in the front of the restaurant where you just get to go and enjoy it. Whether it's a five-minute stand-up tasting or sit down and try a couple bites with it and then move on.
3: Yeah, I've seen it. I've been in the restaurant. I haven't gone to take advantage of that area, but I, I would love to. So. Is the person who whoever's there conducting the tasting? Mm-hmm. That's somebody who really knows sake. I would Absolutely. imagine we, you could ask a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, there's three of us that are that are all on a regular basis: Michael, so and you might be and myself. There. Okay. And when when we're there, we we go to town. However, we have three different people: Sergio, uh, Teresa, and Brie, who are really uh, fell in love with sake and they're on the learning process on a daily basis, and they are definitely a step up uh, above the rest of the staff, which are always also. Very, uh, very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but they have taken it, the passion and just make, making people feel at home when they, they come in and explain it at uh, different levels. So it's pretty exciting. It's something that Chef wanted to do, and things we do there, it's like traditional serving of sake, but one thing that really captivated me is that something that Chef did when he was younger, growing up in Hiroshima, is we pair the, the sake with salt from different regions. Oh, okay. So we have a sake from north, and or Chef uh, Sharmase has sourced salts from there, and we, we definitely get to see how it pairs, the difference in the salt, when you have like a negata salt with like a flaky, like snow melt, mm-hmm. or salt from Hiroshima where it's more volcanic and brown. Literally, you can see the differences. Yeah. Taste it with the sake and it's very cleansing. And it, I didn't really fully understand the concept until I tasted it. And then it was like, wow, there it is. That's why they do this. That's, and uh,
3: That sounds great. Fun little things. And education is the name of the game. The more you can appreciate, or the more you can learn, the more you can appreciate it. So the... So that sounds fun. I can't wait to get in. We do have to take a break right now. Uh-huh. Our guest is Eduardo Dingler. He's the man about town. Many <laughs> Nappans know him from 15 years in the restaurant business here. Right now, he's the corporate beverage director, sake ambassador, AGM. There's my jargon <laughs> right there. I have uh, Morimoto here in Napa, and he's a cool guy. We'll be back to
2: find out a little bit more about him. Right after these messages. La, 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 la. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel Fun. Here's a look at your Napa Valley News, courtesy of the Napa Valley Register. There is no Napa Valley News. I'm Lauren Mole filling in for Sharpie. Now back to Judd's <laughs> Napa Valley Show.
3: Oh Lauren, you card you. Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. We've got Eduardo Dingler. He's a guy many Nappans have known for the past 15 years in various fabulous restaurants up and down the valley right now for the past five years. Five years now. Five years. That's gone quickly. As you said earlier, really quickly. He is at Morimoto here in Napa. He's the beverage director. He's in charge of the wine, the sake, the cocktails. And he's a cool guy. And you brought something. What is in this bag of I yours? I did bring something I s- indeed. I've, I've been looking at that bag thinking, what does he have you know? in this canvas tote bag that he... Let's see. You pulled up on your very cool scooter <laughs> like a mod dude.
1: By, by, by need necessity. I, I, my car was blocked this morning oh. from family in town and such. I did bring a couple things. Actually, I couldn't just bring one. So what do you got? I brought one that's uh, very humble, just a fun painting. Oh wow! If you look will. at that. Uh, very simple. This this has several meanings, but I, I thought it was pretty fun. It's it's got like a a door in the middle, if you will, and it it opens up into like the the universe. And there's a lot of splattering and just fun little paintings that I get to do when I'm pretty f- bored. Beautiful. And then the other one is it's pretty fun and geeky, and I, I found it at Japan. And I don't know why I never used it, but <laughs> I thought somebody could really use what? it. It's a tie hanger from Japan, uh, and it's all in Japanese. It's pretty fun you can just put in your closet and put some ties in there and
3: wow so we've got a piece of original art and i know you're quite the painter
1: uh if if you will i i enjoy splattering. and this this
3: is your style you like the splatter
1: a lot of the times yeah i do a lot of all kinds but this is this is always very relaxing and you get home and just grab some paint and throw it in the wall it's pretty fun
3: well that's that's beautiful okay we have an original splatter painting and we have a Revolving Tie Hanger from Japantown. Yes, sir. (laughs) Do you mind if I open this up, see if somebody would like to No, please do. Okay, listeners, if you would like to get your hands on Judd's goodies, all you have to do is be the first one to tweet. Oh, he's autographing the artwork right now. I have to. Signing and dating it. Uh, Be the first one to tweet with the hashtag, that's the pound sign, JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. And also put at Judds Hill. The at symbol J U D D S H I L L. I'll take the first tweet. You can have this original artwork by Eduardo Dingler and the tie holder. Now the tie holder—that seems like something you would use. Yeah. Right now, I mean, you are very well put together. Right now, you've got this <laughs> this great uh, sport coat on. You know, kind of casual button-down shirt, but unbuttoned. But you do have the pocket square. But it's very rare. I almost always see you with a bow tie. Yeah. Not that's usually one the of those long neck but the. Yeah. But
1: the bow tie. Yeah, the, somebody told me once, uh, bow ties is like smiling, and radar ties are a little frowny. Yeah. So I always got into bow ties, and I try to wear one every day uh, at the restaurant. Uh, not during the day, because otherwise I kind of feel like a circus monkey. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's one of those signature things I really enjoy. The, the funniest story I have, bow ties, yeah. about bow ties, about a few years ago. I The first day, somebody convinced me, and I grab one, and I, and I put it on, and I'm leaving the house because I had to uh, do the knot at the end of the night, and then the next day I would wear it. And I'm leaving the house. One of my kids says, uh, Rocco says, Dad, you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that just made my dad said, yes, yes, Rocco. That, that, that is indeed the fact. Doctor of that is, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Dr. <laughs> Tipple. But you were
3: on your way to being a doctor, so very perceptive. No. I need to get together. You need to teach me how to do a bow tie. I got my Absolutely. very first... You know, non-clip-on bow tie. Uh I mean, I haven't worn a bow tie probably since, I don't know, junior prom or something like that. Or maybe I've stood up in a couple weddings. But Mm -hmm. you rent the tux, it comes with a bow tie. It's already tied. Absolutely. But I I decided to be an adult, (laughs) man up, and buy a bow tie, a real one that's not tied. Went on YouTube... There's That's like a million done. videos on how to tie a yeah. but, but I don't know. I just need somebody like right there to say it'll it. take Pull us it five around minutes. here and
1: exactly. It, it's it's no time at all. It, it's 5 minutes. It's just like tying a shoe and it's just a matter of practice after that. It's a really? lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Let me know when you've got a fancy party going on cuz I, I bought a tux. That's why I got the uh-huh. bow tie. I finally bought a tuxedo. So Anybody out there planning a gala, a fancy party, whatever, I'm ready. You can invite me. Feel free. I won't embarrass you. I'll show up in a very sharp tuxedo, and I will have learned how to tie the tie for And maybe since Napa,
1: Napa Valley Auction, now you can savor a bottle of sparkling for everybody with your tuxedo.
3: Oh, yeah, man. You gave me a thrill at the last auction, Napa Valley, at the Friday event. You just came up to me, thank you very much, and said, you want to savor a bottle of sparkling wine? I said, I've never done this in my life. I've seen this, folks. You've probably seen this, um, where it's it's a grand presentation. Do you want to describe savory? Yeah, maybe I mean, where it comes from. First of from. all, want I
1: say you were a little nervous, but I was. I, I well, knew you had it.
3: It's... Do you know how many hundreds of people were watching because oh, yeah. <laughs> you are representing this very popular restaurant? So already there was like a ton of people around your table. Chef Morimoto himself was standing there. Kind of yep. coaching me also, you know, a little lower, you know, <laughs> <laughs> move the saber down. You know, it's like this. I'm like, oh, my God, everybody was pulling out their phone uh, cameras to take pictures. It was nerve wracking. Yeah, I was so a little nervous. Sh- I've never done this. In a few words,
1: uh, sabering a bottle of wine, I mean, it's a sign of victory from uh, back in the day, uh, I believe, the French military. Uh, but what you do is you grab a saber, a, a big knife, which mm-hmm. in this case was Chef Morimoto's Japanese knife.
3: That was his personal? Yes. Oh, and, I'm uh, glad I didn't know that when you handed it to me. I, I know, would have been and I, n- I thought nervous. he would
1: cut my fingers off when he saw me doing that with his knife. <laughs> Obviously with the back part. But yeah. what you do is you, you, you s- go against the, the grain on the bottle and just open it that way. And it, it makes a big event. The, the the sparkling wine comes all over the place. And you can still drink it because the way that, that you open it... The, the glass goes all out, so it's safe. You're not going to find glass down your throat. <laughs> which is a good thing.
3: Safety first. It, I was startled that it worked for me. I was expecting... First try, too. Maybe I don't have the best attitude, but I was expecting to fail miserably in front of all those
2: people.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you never did great, there's great pictures about it. There's actually like a little clip. There's a, a video. You uh, took which... a quick
3: video clip and put it up. Thank you. And. Yes it was a lot easier than I expected it was one just quick motion the thing popped mm-hmm. off super clean cut there were no shards of glass it's like a great said. feeling right
1: yeah especially the first time it just bam powerful just
3: yeah we've had a couple powerful experiences like that we also got a chance to shoot yes we did Real guns we, <laughs> we were part of a um, it was an auction lot for a local school offered up this day of skeet shooting they call it AT of alcohol tobacco and firearms they had <laughs> gorgeous wines <laughs> were being served uh they had uh tobacco um cigars, cigars. really nice cigars mm-hmm. and then we went out into um kind of where 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 was that? it that was, a was a out like old, old, old sonoma road yep. out there towards carneros yeah over a lake and they had skeet shooting which i also had never done never in done my life either. oh you'd yeah.
1: never done it no that was my first time uh-huh.
3: so we ended up being the uh, duo we yes, were teamed and up we together. actually
1: won an award we did Yes, the rookie award that is best
3: first-time shooters. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> award or not, but we but well, we won.
1: Absolutely.
3: So good times. What should we do next? What are, what's our next first together?
1: I don't know. I think when we when you leave it up to to the just universe, luck, then I it'll think. be more fun. All
3: right, let's see what the universe brings us. Let's talk about you a little more. Painting, you love painting. You're a creative guy, I can tell. <laughs> uh, you jazz, and drumming. You yourself are a drummer.
1: More of a of a hobby. I've never considered myself a true professional in drumming, but. It, it is a lot of fun. We have a drum set at the house, and we play it anytime we walk by it and have time. And it's just very relaxing and fun. And uh, I don't know, I'm I very lucky to have a, a really good friend, I grew, in, I grew up with him in Mexico, and he ended up following me here. And he's a talented musician, he plays guitar. And uh, we've we played off and on and done a few recordings and a couple little little shows here and there. And uh, just, we keep it, uh, try to keep it constant and fun. Yeah, not too serious.
3: Well, I have a little surprise for you. I found a little clip of your band, the Sons of Napa.
1: Sons of Napa, the current name, (laughs) yes.
3: And I I brought it along. So this is, you're on drums and vocals. And get ready, folks. If you know Eduardo or you've seen him, you know, he's always, you know, he's this uh, dashingly handsome young man, always well put together with the latest styles. Like I said before, GQ, definitely he could be on the cover (laughs) with always the stylish frames and the bow tie and the... The, the button-up shirt and always looking sharp. You know, well-fitting clothes. You can tell you put a lot into this very, <laughs> very high-end image think. of yours. <laughs> and then, not to say that there's, this is, well, this is what it is. It's a juxtaposition. Let's put it this way. Because this is really raw punk rock. And this is you. This is recorded live at, the, I think, the Slack Collective that is downtown Slack Napa. Slack Collective, yes, during Bottle Rock. It's Do not the know? highest quality recording. Nope. But for folks who know you from being on the floor at Morimoto, and they've never seen this side of you, I think this might be a bit of a surprise. Oh, f- Are you ready? See this? Should we play this? Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's Bring right get this thing to work. All right, here, here we go. Oh, that's
2: loud. That was The Sons of Napa featuring Eduardo Dingler on drums and vocals, (laughs) only on Judd's Napa Valley Show. That's right. That is something else, man. You got to tell me about that.
3: The recording's a little raw, so I couldn't make out your vocals, but what what do you... Okay, let me go back. Before you tell me, you always seem, again, smiling, happy, one of the most positive attitudes I know of anybody in this biz, or just anybody in general. Sounds a little angry. This um, was, are you do you, you have do you have what? some anger? Is this is this something coming out of anger? or you is know, this just is another a love form song, of expression? Indeed.
1: It's It's what? It is a love song. It's a love song. Believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's quite cheesy, but it says, uh, "Think about our life together." And uh, all the times we walked down the park and all those things—that's what you're singing. That is actually what we're singing. Yeah, that's a it, pop song. Actually, this song under its original form, it's it's quite more mellow. We've done some slower versions. Oh, okay. More ballad. This one, uh, just to, because of the crowd and the setting, we I guess we toned it up and it was a little harder than we thought it would come out. And we just had fun with it and uh, we ended up with no voice and actually our cool. amp blew and all those little uh, fun things that you expect in a punk. Show which is not our, our, our style normally, but it was really fun. The staff seemed, uh, the I mean, not everybody left by the end of it, which is really good. <laughs> uh, there's the <laughs> marker
3: success. There was still one or two people there. Exactly, there it was a up. good crew hanging
1: out, and it was <laughs> a lot of good. fun. Um, I gotta say, it's like nothing else. It's like driving a Ferrari, oh, 100 miles great. an hour. With Fantastic, the top man. The <laughs> top down.
3: man. All right, so that's the Sons of Napa. If folks listening want to find out if you're gonna be playing uh, or yeah, want to hear uh, more, how do you uh, get a hold? Facebook.
1: Official. Facebook, we have a Facebook uh, Sons of Napa and Facebook, and I think that's that's the best way. We try to keep it, try to keep it current uh, as much as we can and as serious as we can get. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's fun. There's some cool clips on there. I'd, I'd recommend folks go check that out. It's just a whole other side, don't Mr. Judges. Dingler here. Oh boy! So music, you're into jazz, shooting scooters. <laughs> you like? Uh, you make a
1: mean limoncello, don't you? I make a limoncello. I don't know how you found that out, but yeah, I do. I, I know people. Meyer people lemon limoncello. Cello. <laughs> it's it's a current whenever we can. Actually right now I just I was tasting my family on some last night and it's quite interesting. It's got a kick. Yeah? Yes, it does. It's it's more of a it's a, sipper. A in a, in a small form. But it's fun. We mix it with cocktails and whatnot when yeah, we can. Yeah.
3: Do you have your own tree you get through Yes.
1: Currently, we have uh, some pretty old tree that we, we sort some pretty good, good Meyer lemons out of. you
3: know, going to share in your new uh, methodology or is that a yeah, family it's secret? It's very
1: simple. It's something I've learned from uh, from, Je- from Italian grandmas and friends all over the place. Yeah. And uh, what we do is we cest 40 lemons, actually, for the standard recipe that I do. 40 of oh, them. Okay. 40 of them. It takes a lot of carpal tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> They're just out of there just sitting at Chat with friends while you do it. And then uh, uh, in most cases I've done Everclear, but you can do vodka as well. <laughs> Sometimes when we get playful, we infuse it with uh, raspberries or you can throw some lavender or whatever mm-hmm. you want in there and add a little zin to it. And then from there, you do a, a classic simple syrup. Yeah. And then you blend it into there after 20 days soak. 20 days. And then filtered. Then it's ready to simple go. Simple and fun. And it's, it's a great gift for Christmas or just to have over the house.
3: Yeah, Sounds delicious. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Let's talk about how you, let's get back to business a little bit. Absolutely. But you particularly, you know, with your refined palate and your sensibilities, how do you go about your food and wine pairings? I, I know something that you like to do in general is whenever you're eating and drinking, kind of think about it. As you mentioned before, from an educational mm-hmm. point of view to to glean something from the experience. So. Exactly. How does that translate to what you do for a living? Are you always thinking no matter what you – like maybe you're at the barbecue joint, you know, mm-hmm. at the side of the road and you're eating a <laughs> a pulled uh, pork sandwich or something. You're like, all right, this is going to go yeah, with – are you always thinking of that?
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, it is. It, yeah, it's like second nature. It, yeah. Now that you say it, I, I don't always – it's not always like constant there, but I am constantly thinking about it in the back of my brain. Uh, and it, it, is, it has to be very natural. You can't sit there and take it too serious when you do pairings. We have a couple of tasting menus or a tasting menu right now and do two, two pairings for a sack and wine and even a cocktail one every once in a while. But it, it is fun to have that. More than anything, think about regionality. If you have an international uh, port, uh, wine list that you're playing with, so you think, what are they doing northern Italy food-wise and what wines are from there? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, Greece or... Whatever you're looking at, that's that's a great approach. Another one is obviously the fattiness and richness of the dish and how big or light the wine is. And you don't want it to be overwhelmed. You want it to shine. You want both parts to be equally as enjoyable and make a combination that's just going to be, wow, it's like fireworks. Yeah. Rather, I mean, you can approach it through another way where it's like this wine is kind of simple and it, it's definitely, a, as you've heard the term, it's a food wine. And that means that it needs an uplifting part of it to complement it. And sometimes, why not? You end up with a dish that's lacking a little something, and you want to put the right beverage to just bring it up. Sure. But the ideal and most fun part is when you have two equal parts of, of fun, and you just combine <laughs> them, and you says, wow. It's just, I did not expect this. A
3: big blast of fun. So what's working for you right now? What's one of your favorite, either at work or just at home or if you're out somewhere else, what, what's one of your favorite food and wine Pairings right now, you know
1: we have this wine. It's uh, the variety is an Aliatico, which is a very obscure wine that uh, Lee Hudson from Hudson Vineyards came and planted a row of it. Uh, yeah. Aliatico is a black mosquito in its natural form, and after four tries, uh, he started making a, a dry. White wine It's just life-changing. Uh, we have <laughs> wow. the whole production. He called me one day and he said, you want it? I said, we'll take it. So it's been three years now. We take all 19 cases of it. That's it? <laughs> for Napa. Yeah, he's planning on grafting some a little <laughs> more and having a little bigger production. But the wine ends up being very dry and has layers of, of uh, herbals to it and aromatics and citrus and hibiscus and hard to explain. But that one works amazing with uh, this Campachi uh, sashimi that we're doing at the restaurant. We have, and you could do this at home. Uh, yellowtail, mm-hmm. you slice it raw, put it on a plate, put a little uh, heat some hot oil, any oil you like. We put a little soy uh, sauce and a little uh, ponzu as well, a, a ponzu preparation, mm-hmm. and sear it as it comes out of the kitchen. So you bring it out to the table, you just got the, the little smoky layers to it the citrus, the soy, and the fish, obviously, the, the meatiness of it. And it's amazing how it just, you just taste the wine and taste the dish, and it's like, Wow, it's like this was meant to be together. It just melts textures, flavors. I'm ready. I know where I'm (laughs) going for lunch today.
3: Gosh, there's so much I still want to talk to you about. uh, But we're running out of time, so I'm just going to mention your esteemed palate has also uh, brought the attention of some pretty prestigious wine competitions. You were just a judge at the San Francisco International I was very humbled and
1: honored to have been part of the team. These guys have been doing it for years. And it, w- it, was, it was amazing. It was quite an experience sitting down and tasting all these wines and being coached by people like Heidi Barrett and uh, a lot of uh, big big wine people. I-, I was beyond impressed, and I had a great experience I'll never forget. And that hopefully sounds... invite it back next year.
3: That sounds fun. <laughs> Good luck. Congratulations. Thank you. I've got to ask you something here. I don't know if you've done much radio or this, this type of interview format. So I'm, g- I'm going to ask this. If you're uncomfortable answering, it's okay. Uh-huh. Like, you don't have to. But you're on the spot and people are listening. Well, Lauren's giving me... Should I ask him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Eduardo Dingler. Do go nuts for donuts?
1: Go nuts for donuts? Yeah. Don- yes. You do? I often do. Okay. Well, here. <laughs> when the occasion this arises. This is your lucky day. Here we go. There's oh. a box of
3: donuts for you. I want you to take a look in there. Choose one of those donuts, please. It's a nice selection. We've got... Uh, which one's you going for? Just go ahead. Um, yeah. Anyone? Classic chocolate Classic. raised. Didn't go for the buttermilk <laughs> nub or the pink glazed.
2: Not even the old maple old-fashioned.
3: No. That's wow. that's usually the most popular one. I, All I right. think, yeah, this looks delicious. There's your chocolate raised donut right now from the refined and esteemed palate of Mr. Eduardo Dingler. What are you pairing with that donut? You can take a bite if you want. You don't have to. It's a little early.
1: Any beverage in the world? Anything Any you want. Line? Go ahead. Yeah.
3: He's taking a bite. Ladies and gentlemen, he has bitten the donut. <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's uh, hmm. contemplating. It's actually the first time all day I've seen the big smile off of your face. You got serious for a moment. I saw it. Like you, you, you were really contemplating. Ponder. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you have ten seconds to give me an answer.
1: Ten seconds. Well, okay. I, I would just uh, get the espresso machine going. Yeah. Put a little touch of Frangelico. Oh, yeah. A little nutty coffee. A little bit of uh, almond cream. Shake it. Maybe a touch of Simple just to en- enhance there. And maybe a touch of Bailey's because I know Laura loves Bailey's. Mm-hmm. And um, we would just shake it up and then put it in a... Not, not too fancy. It doesn't have to be a martini glass. You can do it in a little, um, little rocks glass. And just sip it back with the donut.
3: All right. Starting today at Morimoto Napa, if you order the Dingler, (laughs) you get that drink paired with a chocolate-raised donut. There you go. I should get a
1: a case of donuts going (laughs) for the restaurant. (laughs) There you go.
3: And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show.
2: This is Mad
1: Libs.
3: All right, Eduardo. I think you know how this works. It's a Mad Libs game. You're going to fill in the blanks. Are you ready to go?
1: (laughs) No pressure. Yes.
3: Okay. First, I need a number. Eight. Eight. That's a good, solid number. How about the name of a person in this room. Well, Lauren Mole. <laughs> Lauren Moll it <laughs>
1: is, okay.
3: Next, I need a year, any year from history.
1: Any well, year. Um, I don't know why, but I. Uh, 1492? 1492,
3: again, solid. A geographic location anywhere. Anywhere on earth, in anywhere. space, whatever you can think of, that's a place.
1: Let's go to the Florida swamps.
3: Florida swamp, I like that. Okay, Florida swamp. Another geographic location.
1: Uh, as Darwin would say, probably the Galapagos.
3: Galapagos. Put islands there. Another geographic location. Jesus.
1: Now you're pushing it, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here. How about the, an African gravel mine? A-
3: <laughs> <laughs> an African gravel mine. I love it. All right. Let's see where this leads us. And finally, this should be good for you, a descriptor, an adjective. Well, uh, look at this donut. It's probably Delicious. Delish, delicious. I'm I'm gonna veto that. That's gonna make way too much sense in this sense of the game. How
1: would the size of the donut will go small?
3: Small. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've I don't think I've ever vetoed anybody, but I just looked at what it is like, <laughs> oh, that would make perfect sense in context. In Mad Libs, you can't make sense. No, That's not no, the it's, fun. Okay.
1: Not part of the fun.
3: Okay, earlier today, <clears throat> I went on to the internet. You've heard of this.
1: Sometimes. And
3: I, I looked you up. And I found a bit of biographical information about you, Eduardo Dingler, which you have now just rewritten via this Mad Libs game. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Here we go. Mexican-born Eduardo A. Dingler. Next time you're on the show, we'll find out what the A stands for. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Eduardo has worked in the restaurant business since the age of eight. I guess uh, child labor
2: laws <laughs> <laughs> In Mexico, doesn't yeah. matter.
3: Some of the restaurants that nourished his love for the business, and more specifically, wine after moving to Napa Valley, include Trevigne, Arti, and Bistro Don Lauren Mole. <laughs> in July 1492, he became. Oh, I skipped one. I skipped one. Okay, oh, you kind of already know, but do you have a noun? Can we fill in a noun off the top of your head?
1: Uh, how about a g- garden gnome?
3: Garden gnome. Okay, sorry. Tip the hat there, or tip my hand. Tipped Go and hat. smell the roses. <laughs> tip of the hat to the tip of the hand. Sorry about that. In July 1492, he became the garden gnome director at Chef (laughs) Iron or Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto's Napa restaurant. Since then, he has been involved in the opening of Morimoto, Florida Swamp, Morimoto, (laughs) Galapagos Islands. Actually, you said you're opening in Orlando. That's pretty close. Morimoto, Galapagos Islands, and how do you pronounce this? Japanese? Japanese, yeah. Japanese by Morimoto in an African gravel mine. And he is currently working on new restaurant projects with Chef, developing and maintaining small beverage programs as the restaurant's beverage director. Eduardo Ciao. A. Dingler, thank you very much <laughs> for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you here.
1: Thank you. I'd be thrilled. Thank you, uh, Lauren. Thank you, John. A big fan of all your work. <laughs> and uh, Likewise, I'm sure. Yes. Thank you for having me. This
2: is Lauren Bull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.